Psalm 23 pictures the biblical life of faith, including the walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Sometimes we refer to our journey with Jesus as the Christian walk appropriately. Thus David writes, even though I walk, not even though I sit or even though I camp. We are not meant to stay in the valley, but we must walk through it to get to the high places, sometimes doing our best to put one weary foot in front of another. The Bible never pictures our walk of faith as a Sunday afternoon stroll in the park. Often to get to the high places with God, we must walk through the dark valleys, knowing that our Good Shepherd is with us every step of the way. I'm Ron Jones, and this is something good. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Hello, I'm Brian Davis, and you're listening to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones. Psalm 23, verse 3 tells us that God leads us down the path of righteousness. And then, suddenly, in verse 4, we're told that the path of righteousness sometimes takes us to a valley, a dangerous and frightening place, but a place where King David says he has no fear because the Lord is with him. It's one of the most beautiful passages in all of Scripture, and Ron unpacks it today as he moves ahead in his teaching series, Psalm 23 and Me, Living the Good Life with the Good Shepherd. Stay with us here or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen to the broadcast on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Now here's Ron with today's Something Good Radio message, Through It All. Well, Death Valley is a land of extremes located in eastern California. Maybe um, if you've visited the Golden State, you visited Death Valley. It's one of our national parks. It's also home to Wile E. Coyote and the Roadrunner. Do you remember that? I mean, the, those Looney Tune cartoons, beep, beep, you know, all of that. I love the Looney Tunes. Just kind of reminded me of Death Valley a little bit. But extreme, extreme is the correct word to use when describing Death Valley, this undesirable place in the northern Mojave Desert. Because while it is set between high snow-capped mountains, Death Valley is America's lowest, hottest, and driest national park. To that point, you may be interested to know that on uh, July 10th, 1913, the United States Weather Bureau recorded the highest temperature ever, ever on planet Earth. Can you take a wild guess? 134 degrees Fahrenheit, but it was a dry heat, all right? It was a dry heat. <laughs> they recorded it appropriately in a place called Furnace Creek in Death Valley. Well, the psalmist David had a place something like Death Valley in mind when he wrote, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And let's uh, look at this phrase as it is in the psalm, as it flows right after he says, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. What comes next? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. 
suggesting that our good shepherd will sometimes lead us through a valley of deep darkness. And when he does, it's still the right path for us. It's part of the paths of righteousness. To say it another way, the right path can sometimes look and feel like the wrong path. Let me say that again because it's so important. The right path, even the path of righteousness can sometimes look and feel like it's the wrong path. Now, this week I was um, at my favorite coffee shop, and I was uh, doing some of my sermon preparation there. I, I, I like to kind of mix it up a little bit, just to, I got to be in different places sometimes to generate a little bit of creativity. And I'm there in my coffee shop, and I have my table, a small round table, and I kind of you know, grab the one next to me, spread some of my books out. And then next to me on that side, a guy named Charlie, who I later met, was uh, there sipping his coffee and uh, reading his book and periodically bursting out in laughter. must have been a great book. But um, he, he started packing up his things. And before he left, he says, hey, what, what, what are you doing there? What are you working on? And I said, well, I'm a pastor. And uh, I happen to be you know, teaching through Psalm 23. And that's when Charlie jumped in and he says, you know, years ago, and he was an older man, he says, years ago, I was in a seminary and he began to describe the years that he was there. It sounded more like a monastic order. And he said, I did something wrong. My curiosity wanted to jump in right there and ask him, what did you do wrong? But he, he went on and he says, they told me to go to my room for three days or four days or five days for a series of days and just stay there on my knees meditating on a different phrase from Psalm 23 each day. And he said it was one of the most transformational experiences of my life. He says, you know that phrase, I shall not want? He says, wow, that one's incredible. And my little encounter with Charlie that day reminded me of how powerful Psalm 23 has been in so many people's lives. And perhaps no phrase from the beloved psalm is more poetic, it's more memorable, it's more meaningful than the one we're at today. Verse 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, David says. I want us to enter that valley on our knees, as it were. Because I think as we do so on our knees in an attitude of prayer and humility before our Lord, the first thing we might notice is how the pronouns shift slightly here at the midpoint of the psalm, making the discourse even more intimate. For example, he becomes you. Up to this point, David has been talking about his good shepherd. Now he speaks to his good shepherd. There's a personal relationship there. This is Psalm 23 in me. This is not something that you can understand intellectually or as a scholar. This is an experiential psalm. And even as David takes us through the valley of the shadow of death, well, he, he speaks more directly, more personally to the shepherd of his soul. The words you and your appear four times in verses 4 and 5. You won't notice that if you're rushing through the psalm. You won't notice it if your, your posture is 
you know, on your feet. You got to get down on your knees maybe to see some of those things. Verse 4 actually pictures the long migration of the flock led by their shepherd to the high country where they settle in the summer range. According to Philip Keller, the sheep move along slowly, feeding as they go, gradually working up their, uh, uh, the way up the mountain behind the receding snow. By late summer, they are well up on the remote alpine meadows above the timberline. And they go there slowly. Hurried is the wrong word to describe this migration of the flock. Rather, both the shepherd and the sheep take their time. The shepherd knows that the ewes have not been this way before, and he must pace the entire flock according to their experience. Going slowly ensures safety for all of them. And besides this, according to Keller, all of this is done against a dramatic backdrop of wild uh, mountains, rushing rivers, alpine meadows, and high rangelands. We might say that the journey to uh, the high rangelands is fraught with many toils and dangers and snares. Thieves and predators lurk in the mountain crevices. There are steep angles, rock slides, poisonous plants, and, well, quick rising storms that threaten the flock. And, of course, between the high mountain peaks lay the shadowy valley for what the sheep will experience in their uh, summer encampment, every step along the treacherous journey is worth it. They just don't know it yet, some of them. Now, of course, Psalm 23 pictures the biblical life of faith, and including the walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Sometimes we refer to our journey with Jesus as the Christian walk, don't we? And that's appropriately uh, so, because um, David even writes, even though I walk, he doesn't write even though I sit or even though I run, or even though I camp out. Uh, we're not meant to stay in the valley, but we must walk through it to get to the high places. And sometimes we do that by, by just doing our best, putting one foot in front of the other. Some of you are in a dark place, and you don't know how to go forward. Don't sit. Don't camp out in your misery. Get up and walk. Do your best to put one foot in front of the other. It's the Christian walk. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death led by our good shepherd. I remember when I came to faith in Jesus Christ uh, during my junior high years, some of my early spiritual mentors would want to encourage me, and they'd often come up and say, how's your walk? Uh, they weren't you know, examining my gait, you know, whether I was you know, walking uh, well for a young teenager. Uh, they knew that the Bible often describes uh, the walk of faith or the faith journey as a walk. For instance, in the book of Genesis, it says Enoch walked with God. That's about all we know of him. He walked with God. Noah walked with God, uh, Genesis 6 and verse 9 says. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul encourages us to walk by the Spirit. Later, he says, keep in step with the Spirit. And the Bible never pictures our walk of faith as a Sunday afternoon stroll in the park. More often than not, in order to get to the high places with God, we must walk through dark valleys. It's just part of the, part of the curriculum, part of being the sheep of His pasture. Of course, nobody wants to experience dark valleys or difficult times. But there are two words at the beginning of this uh, part of the psalm depending upon your translation, uh, 
that I think are instructive here. The words, even though. Uh, Even though leaves room for God to work in those mysterious ways, those unexpected ways. Even leaving room for him to work in ways we'd rather him not work. Like taking us through the valley of the shadow of death. The words, even though, remind me of uh, those three Hebrew youths in the book of Daniel who bravely faced their own valley of the shadow of death. Uh, Their version was a fiery furnace if they did not bow to Nebuchadnezzar's gods. You remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Let me take you there in Daniel chapter 3, beginning in verse 16, where uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, We do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter if we are thrown into the blazing furnace. The God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Here it is. But even if he does not, but even if he does not, even though I don't want to go there, even though he leads me through the valley of the shadow of death, They said, but even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. You have anything in your life that looks like even though, but even if he does not, we want the Lord to lead us this way. We'd like to be able to leapfrog from this mountaintop to that mountaintop, but to get from here to there to the summer range, you got to go through the valley. You got to go through the valley. Up next, the second half of today's message with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Today's teaching is part of Ron's teaching series, Psalm 23 and Me, Living the Good Life with the Good Shepherd. Watch or listen to the entire series at your convenience in the Something Good digital library at somethinggoodradio.org. While you're there, be sure to download Ron's sermon notes for today's message. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Whenever you stop by, you're invited to share your prayer request with us. Use the Explore feature at the top of the homepage where you'll find the How Can We Pray For You option. Our ministry team will be happy to join you in prayer anytime. God also will sometimes lead us to the valley to test our faithfulness, but also to remind us we're His own. With the rest of today's Something Good radio message, through it all, here once again is Dr. Ron Jones. The king in Daniel's book uh, heard these words and he grew angry, the Bible says, and he tossed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace, somewhere near Furnace Creek in Death Valley, I'm sure. (laughs) And to the king's surprise, the Hebrew youths did not bow and they did not burn. There was a fourth man in the fire. You remember the story? Probably a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ who said, I am the good shepherd. And he got them through the fire without even a singe of, you know, burned smell on their hair. Kind of reminds me of Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 2. The Lord said through the prophet Isaiah, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. Just circle the word through there in Isaiah 43. And then go back to Psalm 23. Circle the word through. It's an important word to just kind of sit there on your knees, maybe next to Charlie and say, 
Just, just meditate on the word through a little bit. We must walk through the dark valley. We cannot walk around it. We cannot leap from one mountain peak to another. But as we are walking through, God is with us. He was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as the fourth man in the fire. And he's with us through the valley of the shadow of death. And he will get us through whatever dark valley we are going through. This is that point at which I, I hesitate to contextualize this for you. Because I know by this point in the message, you're already processing through your own mind a dark valley you went through, you are presently in, or that you fear that you are anticipating and you don't want your good shepherd to lead you there. But even though, but if he chooses to, I'm talking about prolonged illness, a season of unemployment, natural disasters, financial stresses. Our good shepherd will get us through loneliness, addictions, mental health challenges. You can add to the list yourself. But we're all processing in our minds a, a dark valley we experienced at one time. Or maybe you've never really been through one. I, I remember years ago when I started in ministry, I used to hear about all these uh, difficult times that pastors were going through with their churches. And the first seven years at our first church was, was wonderful and blissful. I'm like, well, that ain't never going to happen to me. Well, I'll just wait around for a little bit, right? And we hit some dark times, some difficult times, uh, some times when it seemed like predators came out of the crevices in the mountains. And it was... Uh, a tough time in ministry. But he gets you through it. He gets you through it. Not because you pulled yourself up by your own bootstraps, tried harder and just gritted it out. No, because your good shepherd is with you. He'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. For the believer in Jesus Christ, Romans 8 and verse 28 promises that God works all things together for our good. Even when we're in the valley of the shadow of death. Now, the ultimate dark valley is, of course, death, death itself. The last enemy, that enemy that Jesus defeated on the cross, by the way. But even in the final moments of our life on this earth, for the believer in Jesus Christ, God is with us, is he not? Psalm chapter 116 and verse 15 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Oh, he leans in, child of God. Sheep of his pasture. He's not far from you. In fact, he's, he's closer to us at that time perhaps than any others. And according to a story that Jesus told in Luke chapter 16, he sends an angelic escort to bring you home to heaven. He hasn't forgotten you. Even in the moment of death itself. But David chooses his language very carefully in Psalm 23 and verse 4 by referring to the shadow of death. He doesn't say, even though I walk through the valley of death. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. For the believer in Jesus Christ, death is merely a shadow. Well, in what way? Again, Jesus defeated the ultimate enemy on the cross, death itself. Not to mention sin and the devil. 
He absorbed the full force of death for us on the cross, and then he rose from the dead. Thus, only the shadow of death remains for the believer. And this is why uh, Paul wrote to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 15, Oh, death, where is your sting? You little shadowy thing. You. No, that's, that's a paraphrase by me. But where is the sting of death? For the believer, death is merely a shadow. It's the gateway to glory. And a shadow can't hurt you. Maybe an illustration will help. Uh, I have a fear of heights. And sometimes when I'm in a big city like New York City and I'm walking by these very tall buildings, there's a little bit of me that wonders, is this thing going to fall on me? Uh, Now, I know it won't intellectually, but still, if I get way up on the top, uh, it just paralyzes me. A fear of heights. And and some of that translates even as I'm walking along the street, is this thing going to fall on me? And if it did, it would kill me, right? But what if I walk into the shadow of that building? Should I be fearful as well? Oh, the temperature cools a little bit. And uh, the shadow, you know, grows a little darker, right? But that shadow can't hurt me. And in fact, if there is a shadow, light must be nearby. <laughs> and, you know, you can't have a shadow without light. And, and so it is. The, the valley of the shadow of death, a shadow can't hurt you, child of God, sheep of his pasture. And when you're in the valley of the shadow of death, He who said, I am the good shepherd, also declared, I'm the light of the world. The light is nearby. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. The great Baptist preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, death in its substance has been removed and only the shadow of it remains. Nobody is afraid of a shadow for a shadow cannot block a man's pathway for even a moment. The shadow of a dog can't bite. The shadow of a sword can't kill. And I would add, the shadow of a building shouldn't scare you. Do you find yourself in the valley today? If so, be encouraged by what Dr. Ron Jones said just moments ago. It is in the valley that God prepares us for the victory. If you missed part of Dr. Ron Jones' message, or if you'd like to share it with a friend, stop by somethinggoodradio.org to listen on demand. That's somethinggoodradio.org. The song Route 66 by Bobby Troop captured the heartbeat of a generation that dreamed of traveling the open road on US 66 from Chicago, Illinois to Santa Monica, California. Get your kicks on Route 66. Get your kicks on Route 66 became the rally cry and part of the song's popular lyric. If reading the 66 books of the Bible was like a Route 66 road trip across America, people might do more than casually flip through the best-selling book of all time. That idea captured my heart and inspired me to write a book called The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, making the Bible's story accessible to a new generation of people. Get your kicks on the biblical Route 66. Join me on The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. Ron's new book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, is now available as a two-volume set covering the 66 books of the Old and New Testaments. 
For a gift of $50 or more, request your copy of the set. When you order the print books, you will also get unlimited access to the Route 66 Digital Library, a $275 value. The Digital Library contains 66 video sermons, 66 audio messages, 66 downloadable sermon notes, and 8 ebooks. To order your copy of The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, Volumes 1 and 2, through the Old and New Testaments, go to somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible makes a great addition to any home library. Request both volumes today at somethinggoodradio.org. Now here's Ron with a preview of tomorrow's message. You can't walk by faith even through the valley of the shadow of death and be paralyzed by fear because fear eclipses faith. It's the enemy of faith. But you walk by faith and fear disappears. It disappears. That's next time when Dr. Ron Jones shares part two of his message, Through It All. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.